This podcast is brought to you by Score Foundation. Hi, my name is George Abraham and welcome to Iway Conversations. My guest today is Kishan Kedia, a resident of Mumbai. He's part of the corporate world. Hi Kishan, welcome. Hi George. Thank you for having me here. Uh, you were telling me that you are a voracious reader. So what's the kind of uh, genres that you actually read? I was a late starter. Um so when I was 18 or 19 uh, is the time when I picked up my first book. Honestly, I was not familiar with the concept of audiobooks and with the ton of uh, reading books which I had in school and college, I never thought that I have the capability of going and reading more books. Uh, I I found it tedious to take up a uh, pick up a physical book and read that. So I never took up reading until I was 18 and 9 or 19, but then one of my friends suggested, "Well, hey, why don't you try audiobooks?" and that's when it clicked for me i started reading um i started with fiction primarily i finished all dan brown books in one go i remember and that was such a good uh, feeling now i have moved on to more a variety of books i read i read a non fiction as well i try to read more of non fiction now but i still uh, go back to fiction from time to time just to uh cleanse the palate and uh, yeah um if if you want to know what kind of non fiction books i read i try to read self help um philosophy spirituality books uh, are the some are the few which i have started reading more and i like reading um some new age stuff as well in terms of uh, what's happening in terms of technology science uh, those those are some of my uh, uh personal hobbies because i am not a science student so i like uh, um just from from a curiosity point of view understand uh, the physics concepts and stuff like that uh, you also have an interest in films and film being a yes. visual medium um, mm-hmm. how do you actually go about I mean, do your friends kind of describe things to you or um, how do you how do you pursue this passion mm-hmm. of yours you kind of tend to miss a lot of uh, stuff which is happening on the screen um i have uh, I, i use a little bit of my vision which is there uh, to pick up the uh, the big stuff as in let's say the, the close up scenes and the big stuff but yeah it it is difficult to uh, follow the narrative when it comes to details i i have actually moved to audio described movies um when it uh, especially when i'm at home i try to find audio described movies uh, um the hollywood movies are pri- most of it is audio described so anyone who's listening out there and want to enjoy movies please start off with some hollywood movies uh, there's a vast collection of them available uh, luckily what's happened with the otts is that in india also the indian content is getting audio described so um, especially on netflix and amazon prime i have noticed that whatever they are creating on their own uh, even for india they are audio describing it to a great extent so we can enjoy that as well uh, 
so i try to do that uh, as much as possible uh, with my time you know in the film medium um, uh, the producers or the directors normally communicate or do the storytelling both visually and uh, through audio yes and it's only when uh, we start using audio description do we realize that very often we've only seen or experienced 40% or 50% of the storytelling exactly um so honestly if if i have to give an example um there's a show on netflix called dark um it's a it's a very uh confusing and mind bending uh show uh, it's claimed to be one but with the help of audio description it it actually was such a breeze to watch like uh, the audio describer did a, such a fantastic job of describing which character um, so there were multi, uh, the same character was in different uh, uh, time zones uh, or uh, time eras it was a it was a, a time travel show so it the the audio describer just had that knack to uh, explain that which character am i looking at so that made the show such such a wonderful watch um for for someone who is visually impaired and uses audio description if you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness please share the iway national toll free helpline number 1800532045 The number is one eight zero zero five three two zero four six nine. Akishan, about ten, twelve years ago, a friend of mine had, uh, uh, you know, he's a perfume. He works in the perfume industry, and uh, he had asked me when he saw one of my, uh, heard one of my radio programs. Uh, he said that, uh, you know, uh, do you think George? Um, blind people could uh, get into the perfume industry you know like uh, the tea auctioning companies in the south and in assam they have very highly paid tea tasters mm-hmm. so likewise he was wondering whether the perfume industry could actually recruit blind and visually impaired people to be um, uh, you know uh, perfume testers or whatever and uh, you know you had mentioned in your um, conversation before we started this con- uh, recording that uh, you were interested in perfumes so what are your thoughts uh, you could tell us tell me a little bit about your interest in perfumes and uh, what do you think of this proposition oh my god that that could be something uh, i wish i knew something like uh, this exists or could exist um, i would definitely would be uh, keen to participate in such a profession where i would just smell new perfumes and uh, maybe be paid for it that would be wonderful but as a person who's visually impaired i i tend to not enjoy uh, whenever i go out i tend to not enjoy uh, sightseeing and scenery and um uh, any any kind of uh, uh, imagery which which is available for people who who can see very clearly um so what happens is that that sense of uh, is not helping me enjoy um whenever whenever i am i'm i'm trying to have a good time but what happens with perfumes is that perfumes have that ability to make you feel um extremely good um i i will classify myself as a 
perfume hoarder at this point. I'm not a, a, a connoisseur or a, a expert on the on the matter right now. I might be someday, but right now I just like to uh, try out different perfumes um, as many as I can, um, and I do. Uh, like reading and watching uh, those uh, uh, perfume-related uh, content. Tell us a little bit about uh, what is the primary cause for your blindness and uh, what's the extent of your blindness? In my case, uh, what has it's it's an atypical uh, retinitis pigmentosa, which means that I was born with a, a deteriorated eyesight, um, and uh, it has kind of uh, deteriorated uh, at a very slow pace. Uh, so I used to wear uh, a very high powered glasses when I was in school and uh, and that too did not help me uh, improve my vision. It just helped me to manage uh, my education and uh, just to go about uh, doing my daily chores. Um, but yeah, uh, that's how it was detected. And uh, as, as we know that uh, there is no um, cure for this. So that's the same feedback which the doctors gave to my parents. Uh, so uh, right now I'm legally blind. Um, and for the listeners, uh, what that means is that um, I have a vision under three by 60 uh, and cannot see uh, things very far off things. And uh, have generally used uh, a combination of accessibility features, including JAWS, NVDA, and magnification and high contrast uh, to uh, do my office uh, professional and uh, personal activities. Your parents knew about your vision impairment when you were two or three. So yeah. how did that impact your education? Um, so I come from a very small town called Purulia, in, which is uh, situated in West Bengal. Um, yeah. And uh, because uh, we were in a very small town, um, there was no, uh, there was no uh, awareness about uh, uh, blindness as such. Um, we uh, hardly knew anyone in our uh, community who had this, uh, who had visual impairment or blindness. Uh, we did not have any blind schools to talk about. We did not have any, NGOs, organizations which were working uh, for uh, persons with disabilities or persons with blindness. So uh, until uh, I grew up to be uh, 18 or 19, I actually did not meet anyone who had a similar issue uh, like me. Um, so in that sense, I actually went to a, a normal Catholic school uh, to complete my education. Um, the teachers were nice. The students, uh, my classmates were nice enough to not bother me about my vision. Uh, they, they, I was given the first bench with generally people who has, have uh, issues with seeing the, the, the blackboard generally get to sit in. Um, um, but apart from that, I, I don't remember getting any sort of accommodation. Um, I did struggle with diagrams, with uh, charts and stuff like that, and practicals, but uh, nothing, not, I did not have any sense or idea about accommodations or asking for extra help. Uh, the help which I 
always got was uh, uh, either from my friends uh, or my sister at home. Um, I remember my sister doing my art projects for me uh, most of the time because I was uh, horribly bad at it. To support our work with the blind and visually impaired, you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation.org.in. Please note www.scorefoundation.org.in. So the age of 18, 19 seemed to be crucial in your life. Um, that's when I guess changes started happening. Tell us a little bit about so, that. So um, I actually moved uh, out of my hometown at the age of 18. So this is in 2011 when I have I uh, decided that I will pursue my graduation in Kolkata. Because yeah. uh, again, uh, Purulia, which is a small town, did not have too many good colleges to talk about. Uh, yeah. So, uh, staying back in Purulia did not make a lot of sense for me and my parents were um, uh, encouraging me uh, to, and it helped, they helped me to kind of uh, uh, go outside and just uh, figure it out. They did not hold me back and I'm thankful to them for that, that they allowed me to go out uh, of my comfort zone and um, do my graduation in Kolkata. Of course, I had friends uh, with whom I was staying, but I, uh, I tried to be as independent as possible, um, even in uh, in Kolkata uh, for the three years I was there. Uh, and that was the point uh, where I heard about this uh, um, Ayurvedic Institute called Sridhariyam, which is in uh, Kerala, uh, where I met a lot of people uh, who were uh, like me either yeah. were uh, suffering from uh, visual impairment or blindness. Uh, and uh, I came to know about what uh, are the accessibility features they're using. Like a talking phone is something which I was not familiar with. So I, uh, that is the time. Uh, so apart from the treatment I was receiving, I was also getting schooled in a lot of these things. Um, I had recently purchased my first iPhone in 2013. Uh, and that, but I was not able to use it very effectively because I was not uh, familiar with the accessibility features. But somebody uh, at Sridharyam actually helped me to uh, figure out all the accessibility features which the iPhone has. And that's when actually the things started changing. And that's the, also the time when I uh, was uh, made aware about JAWS and NVIDIA. And that really helped me. That really changed the game for me when I, in terms of, uh, preparing for the CAT exam and also uh, uh, parallelly doing my graduation because I then started uh, shifting uh, my form of education to online uh, using JAWS. Uh, and uh, I remember doing all my uh, mock exams uh, with the help of uh, JAWS. So your education in Calcutta, which is uh, at the Goenka College as well as uh, I am Calcutta, Mm -hmm. uh, was the scenario a little different in terms of uh, acceptance, in terms of support, in terms of uh, reasonable accommodation and so on? Oh, it was day and night, uh, George. Um, so Goenka College was uh, 
I, I had scored well in my class 12 uh, and I, I had uh, gotten admission into Goenka College, which is kind of one of the best colleges for commerce in Kolkata. And But honestly, they had no uh, awareness about how to help or uh, have persons with uh, disabilities uh, in the college at that point in time. Things might have changed, but my in my experience, um, uh, you you had to manage everything on your own primarily. Um, and uh, in comparison, uh, I am Calcutta had an extremely uh, high sensitization to how to manage uh, and have persons with disabilities in their institution. Uh, so there, I actually was able to not only have reasonable accommodations, but uh, the the entire staff and faculty was uh, highly supportive. And it was a very uh, conducive environment to perform at par, if not better, for, for uh, anyone who uh, has a disability. Uh, professionally, you have been in the private sector, it seems, right from the start. You began yes. with uh, ICICI Bank, and then you moved to Access Bank, and now you're working with uh, Visa. So tell us a little bit about your initial entrance into the corporate sector, because that's where the challenge is. A lot of corporate sector companies are uh, are apprehensive when they see that you are visually impaired or you have an eye condition. So. Uh, what was your story? I, I'll take a step back. And uh, there was uh, another uh, organization which I worked for, which is Cisco. This was in this was um, between my graduation and post-graduation. Uh, it was yeah. a very short stint. Um, but there, I feel that um, it was a very specific, it was a project which was designed specifically for persons with uh, visual impairment. Um, and they ran it successfully for a while. Um, and I was a part of that cohort. Um, and that was the time I experienced uh, an ex inclusive, uh, to a great extent, uh, an organization which is inclusive, provides accommodations from the get-go. They don't need any, um, any lessons in sensitization. They are pretty sensitized. Uh, it's top-down. Um, it comes, if I'm not wrong, it comes directly from uh, the global headquarters of Cisco. So that is the kind of uh, organization I had experienced uh, before my MBA. Uh, and I, uh, like you rightly mentioned, had a lot of apprehension when I was joining um, an Indian company, um, which is ICICI Bank. Um, even I actually even tried for uh, a different company, uh, but, uh, uh, and I had an interview where the interviewer actually said that Hey, you have an eye condition. I was not made aware of this, and I will not be hiring you basis this. So this is the kind of experience I was get I was getting and I was feeling when I was uh, starting off post my MBA. Um, but on but uh, fortunately, the team I had joined in ICICI, the head of that uh, department was actually very uh, good in when she met me. The thing uh, which uh, she told me, and still uh, I hold that dear to my heart, is that um, I see you have a problem, but I also see that you're sitting here in front of me, which means you have done what it takes to be here. 
and I will uh, uh, go and go with that assumption. And rather than being a skeptic, that what are your capabilities and what are your abilities? So I think that is the kind of attitude if uh, your manager has uh, with uh, about you. Um, I think work becomes a little uh, less uh, of a challenge. Um, I did have uh, some difficulty in getting accommodations in the initial stage. It took a bit of a time, honestly, because they were not familiar with uh, what NVDA is, what JAWS is. But uh, when uh, I had requested for it, despite it taking a bit of a time, I got the necessary support to get it done. I did not have the uh, lack of intent from my team uh, uh, it I could say that they had a lack of resource, but not a lack of intent. Um, I would say that I, I can actually say the same thing about Access Bank as well. Um, uh, in fact, Access Bank now has a, a DEI team and a DEI head. Uh, so I would say Access Bank is more uh, focused on having persons with disabilities in my experience, and they are working towards it. Uh, and I had, a, I had a, again, uh, like I said, I had a good time in both the organizations and did not face uh, that lack of awareness uh, or the kind of uh, discrimination we hear about often um, or are, uh, we fear that we will face when we join a corporate, com uh, a private sector company. Two things. Uh, one is uh, uh, you, may, you use the term DEI, so what does it expand to? And number two, yeah. what exactly was your role at ICICI and Access Bank? Um, so uh, DEI actually stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, when coming to my roles and responsibilities, I started off in the international banking group at ICICI. I used to manage uh, my uh, the bank relationships in uh, the Americas and Europe region. And I have been primarily focusing on cross-border trade and cross-border payments uh, in the six years combined at both ICICI and Access. Uh, now you work with uh, Visa. So what is uh, your position here and what exactly do you do with Visa? Um, so I am currently leading emerging partnerships at Visa. Primarily, we are looking at uh, new age fintechs who are looking to uh, issue cards cards uh, being debit, credit, and prepaid cards to their customers. And I uh, am in charge of helping them to basically uh, get these cards out in the market uh, to their customers. Based on your experience, give tips to young visually impaired or blind people coming into the corporate world. What might be the top three tips that you'd like to give them? First one is is um, which I learned the hard way is uh, that a crybaby always gets the milk. You have to ask um, uh, for for what you deserve and what you need. Uh, if if you are not um, asking, it in in most companies it will not happen. Um, point number two uh, would be uh, having a, a giving attitude. Um, or a helping attitude uh, 
both in a personal and professional capacity, making that abundantly clear that you are not someone who's, um, for a lack of a better word, a charity case um, or needs help all the time, but you with your abilities can actually provide help. It could be anything. It could be technology, using technology. It could be using your empathy. Uh, you could be a good listener. And point number three, I think, is uh, having some gratitude about um, what we have uh, and uh, not focusing too much on what we have not. And uh, let's not uh, criticize or be feel bad about ourselves and not let others feel bad about uh, what we don't have. Well, Kishan, it's been uh, a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for making the time. Wish you all the very best as you continue your uh, journey in the professional uh, space. Also wish you the very best in your personal life. Thank you so much, George. It was really nice talking to you. This podcast was brought to you by Score Foundation. I wait, yeah, Roshani Kaka.